Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from whatever promotions we feel like discussing that week and kick off the show, talk about any kind of news that seems interesting to us and talk about a little bit. Both stick to Piero, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is episode 60 and we'll be doing our usual roundup of all the wrestling we watched past week, which isn't a whole lot since we kind of took a break this past <laughs> week. From wrestling, like, God. since pretty much all the shows we're going to talk about all took place on the same day. Yeah. So, uh, kind of took a break this past week. I think the only thing we really watched up until Sunday was Dynamite. Pretty much. Which, we can talk about that a little bit once we get to it. And I, I, ca- I caught a couple, I think I caught like one Gleet match, or great match, and that's about it. So, won't have a, lot, a whole lot to talk about. But our main topics for the week will be uh, the DT and All Japan Cork and All shows from this past weekend, and the... No show, which featured Mudo's first defense of the GHC title, which, again, all took place on the same day, so that yeah. was uh, a lot of wrestling to catch up Good on, too. scheduling, yeah. <laughs> but gives us something to talk about, so I can't complain too much about it. Uh, but because of that, and among, among other things, it's been a pretty busy weekend for us, because, mm. as mentioned last episode, my birthday was this past weekend. Had a pretty good weekend. We went and visited with her parents, uh, got to see their new dog that they have. yeah. I felt that thing was so scared all the time. I felt so bad. It was really. I know he's really skittish, but he's yeah. He's really cute though, and he is really cute. And once you get, once he, he'll let you pet you and everything. It's just he definitely was like trying to avoid us at certain points, yeah. and he growled at me at one point. He growled at me too at one point. But uh, did all that, watched some wrestling. Pretty much all I did on Sunday was drive home from her parents. As soon as I got home, I worked out and. Then binged all this shit, so don't have a lot of non-wrestling stuff to talk about this week, really. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we didn't, we haven't really done much, which yeah. is fine with me because mm-hmm. I need the break from everything sometimes. And plus, if you noticed, uh, this is coming out a little bit later than usual, is because yeah. in addition to everything on that past weekend, I was on uh, Wrestling Amakase with John Carroll over on Monday, talking about a couple of the shows we talk, we're gonna talk about tonight, which is. The All Japan and DT show. And so two out of three. So so if you want, if you're listening to John's podcast, which I do recommend, if you like our our podcast, I think you'll like John's too. But you can hear my thoughts too a little bit. More, like, you'll be hearing my thoughts twice, I guess. I was but gonna say you'll at least hear uh, Caitlin's new thoughts if you did happen to watch listen to Amakase first. And we're gonna talk about the Noah show and also <laughs> on a, and then also on Amakase, uh, we talked about the uh, New Japan Cup Night Nine. I think I'm just going to wait to talk about that at all on this podcast until next week. Yeah. Because we're probably going to talk about New Japan Cup, and Ooh. I'll, I'm planning to binge everything we, to catch up. At least I'm going to. I I'm, say he is, not me. I, uh, I'm i not torturing myself. But uh, we'll talk about that later, and we'll talk about what we're going to talk about next week. But for now, uh, let's go through the news real quick. Not a whole lot, really, to talk about that's really that big. There's a bunch of announce, uh, matches announced for ROH's uh, 19th anniversary show, which is going to be on uh, March uh, 26th. Uh, I think this should be the full card because it's like nine matches now. Nine? Holy shit. What is this, a Noah show? They, they announced like four matches holy today. It was sh- crazy. Shit. But uh say, doing Rush versus Jay Lethal for the uh, oh. single the ROH title, EC3 versus Jay Briscoe in a grudge match, mm. which was supposed to take place last year's anniversary show. But, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Dragon Leeds are going to defend him against uh, Tracy Williams and for the ROH TV title. Which that should be a great that match. Be Definitely excited for that. 
Damn, I'm... Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, Shane Taylor Promotions, the current champions, are going to defend against Mexico Squad, who they beat for the titles, uh, for the ROH six-man titles. Did they beat them, or did they relinquish them? They beat them on TV, I think. Maybe they relinquished them? I don't, I'm, Bandito came back? I have no idea. I'm, I'm not watching ROH TV, oh. so I don't know, but I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they just lost the titles, but I don't know. Either way. I, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know anything Seems about like everything's TV. good now. Uh, see, La Facion Ingobernable, Dragon League and Kenny King, the current champions, are defending against Red Titus and Tracy Williams of Damn, the foundation. Duty. Yeah, I've realized that. Yeah, Tracy's facing doing two matches. No, and Dragon Lee. Oh, my God, they're actually <laughs> they're in the same match twice against each other. Oh, Jesus. I, I kind of like yeah. that booking, actually. I don't really care. I don't have a... I don't know. I see. got to do it because who the fuck else is on this fucking roster, really? Matt Taven versus Vincent in an unsanctioned match. God. These two have been feuding for like two years. I was going to say, ever since, yeah, when they break up. Was that after? Um, that was like end was of 2019, I think. Okay. Yeah, sometime after MSG, so. Yeah, because they did split them on. off and then the whole, yeah, everything happened and, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, see, Mark Bryce covers Flip Gordon. Why? Uh, Jonathan Gresham's defending the pure title against Dak Draper. And Dalton Castle versus Josh Woods. So... Not a whole lot to think your teeth into on this show, honestly. No, not really. Like I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited for Dragon Lee and Tracy, and I think the tag title match might be good, like the Fasion versus Red Titus and Tracy. Mm. But I don't know. I haven't seen any of Red Titus is like pure division shit, so I don't know how different he is from back when I was actually paying attention to ROH because I wasn't that excited about his matches no, really. But not really. But other than that, uh, not a whole lot to sink your teeth into, <laughs> at least for what I'm looking for anyway. You know, damn women, I'm tired of it. When are they going to bring that title back? That's what I, I don't know. They've said nothing about it remember, at all, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I was going to say, remember they were supposed to do something in Philly like to start that, off yeah. the tournament, and then, you know, obviously shit happened, but then they just never said anything, and we really haven't seen them at all. That sucks, too, because I really wanted to go to that show when it was I coming. I did, too, but just because I wanted to see who was going to be on it. But and I had a feeling like some starter wrestlers were probably going to fly over for probably, it. Probably, which would have been sick, but who knows now when any of that's gonna happen so we'll guess we'll see and plus we missed out on dragon gate being an mlw i'm but. still so <laughs> fucking angry about that they still better somehow do it i don't care just do it we'll see but uh, see, that's really all the roh stuff and then uh, another little quick western thing is that it's made official now that for impact they're gonna do a title versus title match at rebellion at the end of april the AEW champion kenny omega is gonna face uh, rich swan which i guess is the undisputed impact champion now after he beat moose i think i don't know if they're calling it that or he's just impact champion now because he technically has two belts i don't fucking know i don't know what they're gonna do with that but i'm kind of surprised i figured moose is gonna win to be honest but i guess rich and kenny will probably be the better match what finn we juice won. yeah and finn juice won the tag titles which that definitely surprised me i did that not surprised me too i was like okay it's just weird seeing them there and then now seeing Juice and them all fucking New Japan, and Juice has a completely different look. It's like, what the... F- mm-hmm. It's so weird. I was kind of hoping uh, Finlay was going to show up at the New Japan Cup this past yard, like yesterday, and wear his belt, but I guess they didn't fly that into Japan with him. Nah. But uh, also on that show, uh, Ace Austin won the uh, X-Vision title, so I'm very hyped for that. I still think he's above that he's division. He's above that division and that title. But so. if this means he doesn't have a job to Kenny, though, so I'll take it. True. Let's see, uh, Japanese Daily News, uh, not a whole lot, really. Just really strong heart. Signed great, apparently, for some reason. <laughs> uh, I, I get it. They're kind of running out of places to work. And whoever's, you know, Ledette's funding, great. But I guess they're willing to just shell out for these guys because that's, I don't know, just came out of nowhere, really. And 
I love the like little intro video, like them announcing that uh, great or they were signing with great. They had a little video of like basically Shimo going around to the city and seeing like great posters, like a magazines and on the wall, and then called mm-hmm. up T Hawk, only T Hawk, and asked him if he wanted to sign the great. I guess that you say and uh, Lindemann don't have a choice in the matter. T Hawk's opinion is the only one that matters, I guess. But not too surprising, also that because apparently they were going to be moving to Mexico. At least that was planned before COVID. They're going to oh, go down wow. to Mexico. And oh yeah, because didn't tra- they show up on Triple mm-hmm. before everything had happened, and then yeah, we just. Didn't get it because, you know, COVID. Yeah, apparently the plan was for them to move down to Mexico oh, in the wow. summer to uh, run a training school down there. Damn. But it make more sense for them to be able to fly into AEW, too, from Mexico. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously work with AAA and wherever else in Mexico they wanted to work. But now they're in Japan working for great, so good get Weird for great. Weird how things but. happen. Just like Akiyama ended up in DDT. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Joshi News, uh... Yoshiko is going to be out for uh, three months, so she's vacated the Beyonce title, and Asuka versus Rina Yamashita will descend, decide the next champion, so hopefully Asuka wins. I yeah, mean, I'm, I like both. I like both. So, so. I, think, I, I think Asuka should, well, I think she should win and will win, but hey. I think Asuka's going to win because uh, she kind of already has a built-in feud That's with uh, Yumiko right. Hota mm-hmm. right now, so I could definitely see that being like a first challenge for Asuka down the road. We also miss Noah News. We'll get to that in a oh. minute. But what the hell? That's, I think that's really the only real other Joshi news I can think of. Is like the stardom stuff with uh, B is officially challenging uh, Utami at a Yokama Cinderella. Stars is doing like that little five on five it's elimination a, thing, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's Stars versus Way to Tie, and I think the last person to be eliminated has to join the other group's fa- other faction. So, whatever, I don't know how the rules exactly is. Yeah, I, I don't I, know I don't how it's going to work. Really, out. but. I think more than likely someone from Otto Ties is going to have to join Stars. 100, because they keep getting people. Stars keeps losing people. So, so I don't know. It's just, I don't know why they're doing this, period, but it is what it is. Oh, and uh, Tam got pinned by Natsumi, so Natsumi's challenging for the white belt. Siri and Julia are challenging Himika and Micah for the tax traps because even with because Julia losing the you, belt, you yeah. got to have to have DDM versus DDM because that is the go to plan for Stardom right now for some reason. I was going to say. <laughs> I think that might probably be really good. It's just like, can they get DDM away from them for once? Mm-hmm. Let them feud with other people? But that is what it is. Let's see. Cyberfight News. Uh, DT announced that for the first time in like 16 years, uh, they're going to be holding a round-robin tag league tournament called Ultimate Tag League 2021. Uh, five teams, which will be announced. They're going to take place uh, May 9th in Cork and Hall, May 15th in Sendai, May 23rd in Kobe. And uh, May 27th in Shinjuku, plus one no audience show. So definitely excited for that. Always, I'm always down for tournaments. I know some people will get overloaded with tournaments, but I'm I'm always down for tournaments personally. And I'm curious what teams are going to be in it. Yeah, it says five and it says five, so they should. Uh... Ruption's obviously going to be in it. I could see some kind of Sonic Club team, which apparently they're not even called Sonic Club now. Someone... Wait, what are they called? I forget. I was talking when I was talking to John on the podcast yesterday. They mentioned uh, at least I don't know if it was like DDT or. Nation. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's like some like some like something weird. It kind of sounds like a car, like a I don't know. It, I'd have to look it up. I don't feel like, it. but apparently that's what, either way. I could see a, definitely a team from them. Maybe a damnation team. I don't know. Really, maybe Hino and Takashita, or not Takashita, Hino and uh, Endo or something. But definitely always down for some more tournaments. But. Some less happy news for Noah. Um, Go Shiozaki's going to be out half a year in order to get shoulder surgery. 
And other bad news for Noah is uh, Kaito Kiyomiya suffered a concussion in his match with Mudo. He's so tired. So he's going to be out at least for some time. I don't know when he's going to be back. But... Yeah, they didn't really specify. He just said he has a concussion. But obviously that sucks. <laughs> Let's see, New Japan news. Uh, current standings for the New Japan Cup as of like, our day of recording. Uh, Shingo vs. Evil will be the semifinal on the left side of the bracket. Quarterfinals are going to be... Or for the right side of the bracket are going to happen on Thursday, which is Sonata versus Osprey and <sighs> Jay versus Finlay, which I kind of was hoping that was going to happen, but I'm kind of shocked it did end up happening. But uh, the uh, semifinals are on Saturday, and the finals are going to be this coming Sunday. And speaking of that, let's get into what's airing this week. Wait. What? We didn't mention Layla got signed. Oh to right, AEW. yeah. Yeah, Layla Hirsch got signed to AEW, which matter should have happened a while ago. But I do love that everyone's reaction to it seems to be put her with Team Taz. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, uh, she does need to have someone with her, I think, but yeah. I mean, more than likely, she's just going to keep working dark and stuff mostly, but hopefully her being signed means she'll get more time on Dynamite now. I hope. But I mean, most of the women need more time on Dynamite, and they don't seem to be willing to do that, so. Anyway, back to what was airing this week. Uh, see, DT aired live on Rust Universe May 14th, or not May 14th, March 14th. All Japan aired live on All Japan TV March 14th, and they're gonna air live again with a single a single match show on March 17th between uh, Junkasai, the Gayworth champion, defending against uh, Chuji Ishikawa in a death match. That should be pretty sick. Can't wait for that. And a um, show on March 21st with Suwama defending against Yoshitatsu. Uh, let me go through the rest of that card while we're talking about it. As I mentioned, Suwama's gonna defend the Triple Crown against Yoshitatsu. Shima is going to defend the junior title against Izanagi. Uh, Francesco Akira is going to face uh, Yusuke Kodama in a singles match. Zeus and I don't know who that is. I, I have no idea. I cannot read this guy's name. I know, Zeus Sumimo somebody. I don't know. I can't, reckon, I can't read their name. But they're, he's facing uh, Koji Umoto and Ryuki Honda. A six-man tag, uh, Shushi Ishikawa, Takao Mori, and Black Mental Ray versus Shotaro Oshino, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamura. And then an eight-man tag with uh, Next Stream facing uh, Total Eclipse, which will be uh, Jake Lee, Tajiri, Hokuto Mori, and Kumarashi. Uh, decent show, I guess. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm kind of interested in Shima and Izanagi, but I got like no interest in Suwama and Yoshitatsu, which we'll kind of talk about when we talk about the show from uh, the past Cork and All show. Let's see, uh, more airings. Uh, New Japan Cups continuing live on New Japan World. Had uh, four straight shows from the 13th to the 16th. Uh, they're coming back on the 18th, the 20th, and the 21st with the finals, all in New Japan World. Uh, Started match shows on March 13th and 14th, and we'll have more on the 20th and 21st. And all will be on Stardom World. Ice Ribbon, uh, February 23rd, aired on Nico Pro, uh, March 14th. Big Japan, uh, March 8th, aired on Samurai, March 14th. It's in the middle of the Ikitosen uh, Deathmatch Tournament. And on this show had uh, Violento Jack versus uh, Abdullah Kobayashi, which I heard was a sick match. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out myself, but there's a quick recommendation for you. I've... Uh, Freedoms, uh, March 4th, aired on Nika, or Nika, March 16th. Basara, February 25th, will air on uh, Nico March 17th. Dragon Gate airs live on Dragon Gate, 
Network March 19th, and Noah's going to air live on Wrestle Universe March 21st. That is the show that's going to have uh, Keno losing the national title to Kazuki Fujita. Uh, GAC Junior Heavyweight ta- Junior Heavyweight Tag Title Match. Uh, Stinger going to defend against uh, Daisuke Harada and Junta Miyagi. Six Man Tag: uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Masakita Miya, and Manabu Soya versus uh, Osamu Nishimura, Inamura, and uh, Kenya Okada. Tag Match: uh, Naomichi Marafuji and Yuko Miyamoto versus uh, Sugira Gun, Sugira and Kendo Kashin. Uh, Six-man tag, uh, Full Throttle, Hajime Ohara, Yoshioka, and Yohei versus uh, Sugiragun, uh, Kotaro Suzuki, Hidaka, and Osara Rongai. Going to have a tag match with, between uh, Mohamed Yone and Shuhei Tanaguchi versus uh, Akitoshi Saito and Asao Manoe. Or, fuck, I forgot his name. But uh, loser of this match has to adopt the winner's uh, outfits, I think. So um, hopefully uh, Yone and Shuhei win so we can see uh, Inoue and Saito in fucking like funky gear. <laughs> and then uh, six-man tag match. Uh, Kotoge, uh, Kai Fujimura, and Yano versus Hao, Neo, and Tadasuke. But that's all the airings this week. I won't go through with the weekly airings. Not a whole lot really looked at or seen to me to be honest, but... Let's finish up here with the uh, One Wrestling Roundup before we get into our main topics. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, we didn't watch a whole lot of other stuff. Yeah. We did watch Dynamite, as I mentioned, from uh, March 10th. It was a decent show. Like, really, I was just watching to see how they handled uh, the whole uh, lack of explosion from the exploding death match. I think they did pretty well to recover, to be honest. Dawn but... 69, me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so fucking Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, they did the smart thing, well, which was to just have Mox and... Uh, Eddie cover up for it because especially Eddie is like one of the best talkers and in in wrestling in America. So having him go out there to be the one to basically save your ass was a smart thing to do. I do think Kenny and like that Don and them did a pretty good job too, but definitely giving more credit to uh, Mox and Eddie for how they uh, helped rebound this. And then they had that angle at the end of the show with uh, the inner circle with uh, what was it uh who. Inter- oh. the inner circle shit with like MJF trying to turn the inner circle on Jericho, but then they all turn on MJF, and then we get the five horsemen <laughs> or what six? I don't even remember people. I mean, people are fucking in this, um, but MJF, it's MJF, Wardlow, Wardlow FTR, Revival, Tully, and Spears, Ten yes. Guy. I don't know how to feel about that faction. Or it's <laughs> very bad, and the star is Wardlow. And if you don't agree, you're just wrong. I just hope that they're going to use this to. Uh, rocket ship Wardlow a little bit because they, they, they kind of already works he seemed like the focus because he was going after Jericho during this he's the one this. who put him through the fucking like table or whatever they put him through so if they're finally gonna so. turn Wardlow face and have him actually have a bit of a run I'm very excited for that but well, uh, he is their only muscle everyone else is like little skinny shit so well it's gonna be a long-term thing anyway I'm, I not, know. I'm not saying they're gonna turn Wardlow like next week but they should I mean I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind it because He's literally like the only interesting person in that faction to me, to be honest. Period. On. And I wanted the LAX to turn face, but I would. Or not, I was like, waiting for. Power, 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 oh, whatever. But whatever. I, I wish they weren't still with Sammy and Jericho. But I don't like it. I don't like them being face. I no, you're not making me cheer for two or three of them bastards on that fucking side. But. I don't think it was a terrible show or anything, but I don't really remember a whole I don't lot about it. Like anything from it. Like Women's I said, shit was fun. But that's because Maki, so... 
Yeah, it's kind of fun, but it got kind of sloppy at the end, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you have, like, six women in there. It's going to get a little... Brit was Brit was messy. I don't know who was at fault for that, but it's like Brit and Thunder were just, like, standing there for, like, ever. felt like... I felt like someone's timing was off, and so it just kind of ruined the flow of everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't really know who was at fault, but... <laughs> but, let's see. And... I watched, uh, at least I watched one great match. I meant to watch more, but didn't. But I was watching that UWF tournament, uh, Matsui versus Ito, and I thought it was a really good match. I can't say I've watched a lot of Matsui, but I think he looked pretty solid here. And Ito, I think, has found his calling with these uh, UWF rules matches. I loved him before, and I just, I, but I just enjoy him so much more in these style of matches. He's really dedicated himself to this, so which I appreciate, and I think he's going to do well in that division because it seems like Great's going to have officially like two different divisions, a uh, wrestling division and a... UWF rules division because they're gonna have a show this summer. I think it's like a two night thing. One night's gonna be all normal wrestling, mm-hmm. and the other one's gonna be all UWF rules matches. I'm kind of more interested in the UWF rules night, to be honest. But hopefully these make tape, which pretty much every great match has made tape on YouTube. So hopefully they keep going with that. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, so pretty much for the top uh, impact was over the weekend. I I kind of watched it. You didn't. Oh, sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah, I kind of turned it on and I didn't watch it too like too closely. I did think the uh, Good Brothers uh, Finjuice match was pretty good, uh, but that's okay. kind of like the only thing I'd really recommend. I mean, then I don't know if I'd really recommend it. It's just a decent, decent little match. I didn't watch the main event and I thought the exhibition title match was kind of just there. We know why. <laughs> and I think that's really it for the roundup. So let's. Uh, Get in here with our first show of our main topics, which is going to be uh, DT's Daydream Believer 2021 from March 14th. Uh, first match was a dark match. Hideki Okutani defeating Toi Kojima in 419. As mentioned, it was a dark match. It was just a little match with the young boys doing young boy things. Uh, not much to say about it, really. Yeah, same. I mean, sub five, not really much action to really talk about. <laughs> Which we're uh, getting another young boy here soon, so Toy isn't alone anymore as being like Toy the youngest not guy. The youngest. I miss Jordan. I know. I think uh, about this all the time. I hope he comes back sometime soon, yeah. or whenever he can. Can yeah. But uh, kick off the first match of the actual show for the Iron Man heavyweight title with a six-man tag: uh, Young Bucks autobiography, Killing the Business, Don Chogudino and Keigo Nakamura defeated Saki Akai's photo book, Lip Hip Shake, which was the champion going in. <laughs> Uh, Saki Akai and Antonio Honda in 8.33. Match started off with the books just like facing off, but I guess Dino and Honda got tired of just watching that, so that was kind of funny. But honestly, uh, was, I think the last Iron Man title match was a little funny, like more fun, more yeah. like funny. But I did think it was funny, but I don't, I don't know. You like the other one more. That's pretty much what one. I'm trying to get yeah. across, yeah. But at least Goda, like, coming out in the middle of the match, I hear sad motherfuckers with, like, a, fo- a spoon was funny. What the fuck? And I did love Kago got his first win and uh, his first title win in his career. And it was a win over a Saki Akai photo book for the Iron <laughs> Man which uh, fits him to a T. But then he immediately lost the title because – lost the title to Saki because he got a fucking boner. And Saki, I guess, got disgusted and, like, super kicked him in fucking one. But then uh, Goda came back and was just, like, chased all of them backstage, trying to get back his photo book. And I guess maybe Saki, I don't know. But it was kind of funny, but I definitely preferred the uh, first uh, one that involved the books. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I involved, I like the other one that had the books, too. Like, this one was fine, but, yeah. Really, the highlight was Kago getting the win. 
But then, of course, he lost it right away, which we should have known was going to happen anyway. So, yeah, it was it was fine. Uh, next match uh, was a four way match, four way tag title match or tag match. Uh, Disaster Box, Harashima, Toruwashi defeated Damnation, uh, Daisuke Sasaki and Mad Polly, Kurosuke Takashida and Mao, and Yuki Ino and Yu-Gi-Oh! Naya in 844. And for once, Polly teamed up with someone that wasn't Soma, which uh, much appreciated. Because honestly, I think Saki is much better at playing off Polly than Soma is, mm. especially in like comedic stuff. Like Polly, like stepping up on Eno and Saki, like hopping onto his back and just like doing like leg lifts, kind of to like keep adding weight to him. Uh, Takashida nearly suplexing both Sasaki and the ref was pretty awesome. And he even afterwards, after he tried it, he like patted the ref's head to be like, "Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm not gonna hurt you." But uh, kind of sad that Eno ended up taking the L here. Like he feels like really up in the air since all that ended, which isn't like ideal since he literally just came back. Yeah, he literally. Lost, he lost his faction, and now he's just here. So hopefully no they do worry, something with yeah. him sometime. But right now it just feels like he's just treading water, and which sucks because I think before his injury they were kind of like prepping him up for a push. Mm. So that's pretty much my main takeaway, I guess, from the match. I was gonna say that's what I got from it too. Match itself was fine. It was, it's a multi person tag match what else can you really say but yeah it just kind of sucked that you know was the one that took the pin here when you literally had like no offense to Nia, but he could have taken the pin i guess but yeah it just i don't i don't really know what direction they want to go in here especially because you know he was the only one that didn't really have much going on besides all out i guess before he got hurt so I don't know. I'll hope for the better for him in the future, but I guess we'll just have to see. Let's see. Uh, next match was Akiyama Gun, uh, Jun Akiyama, and Makoto Ishii versus uh, Eruption, Kazutada Gucci, and Yukio, Yukio Takaguchi, which ended without a winner as a double count out in uh, 744. And this is like basically just a six man from the past weekend, but mm. better. Like, I had high expectations for this. It lived up to them for sure, in my opinion. Like, I was had me so hyped for Higuchi and Akiyama to finally face off for the title. Had a real physical start up with the match with Higuchi and Akiyama. Great, pretty good uh, mad wrestling between Sakaguchi and Oishi. Higuchi just like slapping the shit out of Oishi's chest, which was really good. But uh, Oishi started targeting the big man's legs to take, take out the giant. Uh, really nasty looking leg hold from Oishi, but Higuchi just like used the claw to make Oishi let go. Higuchi and Akiyama started fighting on the outside with chops and headbutts, and they repeated that same head to the ring post spot again that they did on the previous match. Higuchi went for the tackle, but Akiyama just hit him with a knee and an exploder. Sakaguchi kicked him, or kicked Akiyama from the apron only for Oishi to take out his legs, which then led to all four getting counted out because all none of them could get back into the ring. And yeah, that was a pretty good match. Uh, I, th- I think I preferred the, I don't know, they're probably about the same, but like this match and that previous six-man tag. But I think they're doing well to uh, heat up this match. That's pretty much my main takeaway from it. Obviously, it always sucks when it's a count out, so there's no clear victor. I'm like, you could have just had Oishi eat the pen here. I don't care that fucking much. But, I don't think it's a big deal. But either way, I enjoyed it and thought it was a good way to heat up, or continue to heat up Higuchi and Akiyama. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I agree. I, I like the match. Um, I was say, I don't know if I liked it more than the six-man or whatever, but still, it's it a good match. Like you said, it's a good way to keep the, um, the heat up between... The two, uh, I guess, teams or whatever. So, yeah. Let's see. Next match was a barbed wire casket death match for the DT Extreme title. Chris Brooks defeated Shuma Katsumata in 1410 to win the title. And 
I kind of don't really understand why the pre-match video, uh, Chris's promos in it were like the subtitle, like they were all in katakana while his backstage promos were in like regular Japanese. Maybe it's because he was yelling right. during his promos. Like when I was just watching the pre-match video, that's something I noticed. But the entrance, or Shima's entrance was great with this like Castlevania ass music, which kind of another music we're going to talk about. Yay. It's kind of, kind of similar feel to it, <laughs> but, uh, had people come or carrying out this coffin for the match, which... Of course, I'd like it because it's Shunma. But overall, I thought the match was a pretty fun hardcore match. Uh, highlights being Chris just throwing Shunma off the top rope onto a pile of chairs and then hitting a spinning DT on him onto the same chairs. Shunma and Chris fighting over this like scythe only for Chris to choke him out or try to choke him out with the attached chain. Shunma suplexing Chris off the apron to the floor through the barbed wire board. Uh, had a sick, pretty sick ladder spot, which apparently that move he took from a Yuzipon from Gato Move, or Chris borrowed that move from him. At least that's what he said on Twitter. Uh, Chris DUT and Shuma only on, like, on thumbtacks, but his dumb ass took most of it. But yeah. He then, he did fix it by following it up with a crucifix bomb on Shuma onto the tacks. Uh, then Mao and Takashita revealed themselves as two of like the coffin carriers, like the little Joker druids or whatever they were trying to be. Uh, to try and help Shuma, but I don't think they really did that much. They didn't. That was really all they did. So I don't know what the point of that was, really. I mean, I think the whole point was just, just to have Mao and Takashita wearing the Joker face paint. Mm. But I think they could have just done that as coffin carriers. It didn't really help the mat or do anything for the match, really. But uh, I did love Chris telling Shuma, like, go menace eye before uh, he got hit in the chair with a... Or, yeah, got shit in the chair with a head. Got hit in the hair oh, head with shit. a chair. Yes. But uh, then uh, Chris tricked Shuma into uh, doing a splash straight into the coffin for the win. And yeah, so overall, that was a pretty fun uh, hardcore match. I was going to say, it was a lot more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be coming into it. Um, I mean, I knew it was going to be pretty decent because Shuma is really good with these hardcore slash, you know, them calling it a death match or whatever. Uh, Chris took a lot more bumps here than I expected him to. So that was pretty cool. Um... I am a little disappointed that Shuma lost already. But, I mean, this title doesn't... I don't want to say it doesn't really mean much. It's still a title. And it was, like, his first singles title. So, but I'm still just, like, hmm. I don't know about them putting it on Chris already. But, I mean, oh, did we talk about Chris and who he named his next opponent at his next produce show? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, like, I'll t- not say that in a minute, but... Like her, I'm kind of not super excited about Chris winning the belt. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of, well, one, I'm just sad Shuma lost because I think yeah. he could have done more with the belt. But I, I'm not really thrilled to have or thrilled to have Chris with the title again because I didn't really like his, uh, his universal, universal shit title, yeah. at all, really, except for the Drew match. But uh, I think he'll have a better run with this extreme title, at least hopefully, because he'll be more like doing gimmick matches than uh, instead of doing like trying to do like epic matches. And his first opponent's going to be a Mechamoni. At least that's who he uh, chose to be his first opponent, which is going to be on his next produce show. Did you remember when that, you know when that is? Uh, I don't remember. It's like this month or next month. Um, if you remember, or you can find it. But that should be pretty fun. I'm definitely excited for another Chris produce because I think the past two have been definitely really fun. They're oh. really, yeah, they're usually always a lot of fun. So beginning of april oh okay so not so too... we don't know the actual date it's the beginning of april not too long to wait though so that should be a pretty fun show I say actually it's the 16th so yeah probably just a couple weeks let's see and uh 
after this match, uh, it was announced that Takagi's or they announced Takagi's partners for the eight-man title challenge later this month. Uh, Takagi's going to be teaming up with Naya Chikara and uh, this guy who runs BJ BBJ, which is a big Best Buddy Japan, another wrestling promotion. Apparently, he's like does acting and other stuff too. But apparently, Takagi's whole theme of this uh, team is fail sons because Naya is the son of uh, or comes from a family of uh, prominent sumo wrestlers and. He's done nothing in pro wrestling yet, so that, that's how he's a fail son. Takara, obviously, his parent, his um, he has relatives that are very famous wrestlers. I forget the names honestly, but and then apparently the the best body Japan guy is he like the son of like some famous like actor com- comedian or something. So at least he's got a theme for his team. We'll see if he if they are able to pick up the wins here. And let's get into the uh, semi-main event for the KOD six man tag titles. Uh, Damnation. Tetsuya Endo, Tsuma Takao, and Yuji Hino defeated Akido, Kazuki Hirata, and Shota in 13-07. Kind of wasn't expecting Damnation to win, if I'm being honest, but not that I mind, but or that these titles really matter that that much, but I don't know, I kind of figured uh, Hirata and them were going to get a little bit of a longer reign, especially because I've been enjoying them as champions, so maybe it's just wishful thinking, I guess, but hey, this, is, uh, this match is just as good as all their other title matches, so I can't really complain too much. Shota was trying to face off against Hino and just... Not being able to do anything against him, which, which was pretty great. Did get a shine after uh, rolling out of the way of a senton and then diving on Hino to the outside. But then Hirata got his shot at Hino and, again, was not effective at all. He tried uh, stomping on his feet, and even that barely did anything to Hino. They realized it was time to work smarter, not harder, to take out Hino, which worked for a second. But Hirata took too fucking long to finish the job, so Hino was able to tag out the endo. And, honestly, I'd... Uh, i probably put the Extreme title match in the summer main, not this. I kind of preferred the Extreme title match, but I still thought it was pretty good, and I love the uh, theme of the champions just trying the entire match to find some way to neutralize, neutralize uh, Hino and failing. So I don't know who's going to beat Damnation for these titles. Cause oh, no, man. They're the strong team. Because, like, who the fuck's going to beat Hino? Because that's the, pretty much the theme of Hino's entire DT run so far is, like, everyone's, like, trying to deal with Hino and failing. So, I'm curious who they're going to actually give that big win to mm. over Hino. Which, I have a feeling will be for the KOD. Because I think Hino's going to yeah, win it sometime this year. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he is too, to be honest. But, uh, so what do you think about this match? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't think I was super surprised that Damnation won. I kind of figured that they were. I kind of just looked at the team and was like, yeah, this feels like a team that's probably going to beat them. It does suck that Akito, Harada, and Shota didn't get a longer run, but I mean, these belts are kind of, I don't want to say they're not useless, but they're kind of, I guess, I don't know, they're whatever to me, but yeah, I mean, now Damnation has them, so now they're good titles, so that's what matters. I thought Shota was really good here, but I think Shota has been on a really good run. Yeah, Shota's been having a strong year this year. Yeah, but... Now Indo has a title again, so all is right in the world. Uh, let's get into this main event. Uh, what a main event it was, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. For the DT Universal title, Yukio Ueno, the champion, defeated <laughs> Yusuke Okada in 2001. I didn't really take any notes on this one, to be honest. Like When it comes to great matches like this, I either get sucked in and don't take mm. any notes, <laughs> or I write down as much shit as possible. Uh, this time was the former, because this was just an incredible main event. Ueno is on an amazing fucking run right now. All of his title matches have been landing. I especially, I think I mentioned on the last, I think it was the last week or the week before, I rewatched that uh, Sakaguchi title match. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it a lot more the second time viewing it. So, 
think he's pretty much been hitting at all cylinders on all these title matches. Okada's great in his own right, and if DC don't sign this boy immediately, like after this performance, I swear to God, like I don't know what they need to, what he needs to prove to them to prove that he can, he's worth being signed. Like I don't really know what they're waiting for, other than maybe financial reasons, or just Okada doesn't want to sign himself. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, it could be like he just doesn't want to sign right away or something like that. I don't know. But either way, like all he ever works is DDT, so I'm like, yeah. I don't know why they yeah. don't just put pen to paper and make it official. But he's like he's a freelancer, but he's basically just like DDT homebody now. Pretty much. But yeah, Okada's on this great run. He's pretty much the man to for this belt. Like he's mm. pretty much rescued this Universal Title from being a belt I just did Didn't not give a shit about, about yeah. at all. And now it's like he's doing great. I'm always way more iconic. Like it's definitely a title worth caring about now. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm very excited to see who he ends up facing next because we didn't really get to we didn't really get to see who his next potential challenger is going to be. But um, yeah, this match just absolutely ruled. This match definitely deserved all the praise I saw about it on Twitter. Um, Ueno has definitely grown into being a really, really great performer. And Okada has always been great. It's just, you know, his former home didn't really give him a chance to shine, especially in his last couple months there. But now he has somewhere he can shine if he wants to sign there and if they want to sign him, which I absolutely think they should do that. But, again, I'm just the match ruled and is absolutely a must-watch. Uh, but that is it for DDT. Overall, I thought it was a very fun show. I think I preferred the last Corgan Hall show yeah. over yeah. this, but if nothing else, that you need to... That main event is... Yeah, so you need to go ahead and wait to see time. this main event, at least. Even if you're not a DDT fan, I think you, it's definitely a match anyone can uh, enjoy. And if you like the stupid bumps and stupid... It's like, like one of the stupidest matches you can watch. Just watch <laughs> Chris and Chunma, because they were just being fucking stupid, taking stupid bumps, and it Pretty was much. a really fun time. And if you like comedy, check out the opening because it was kind of funny. Like it wasn't mm. as funny as previous ones, but it was still a fun time. Let's get into the uh, next show we're gonna talk about, which is All Japan uh, Dream Power Series 2021 Day Two from March 14th. Overall, I uh, don't think there's anything that's gonna be if you're like one of the Notebook geeks. I don't think there's anything that's gonna hit your Notebook. Yeah. But I think it was a fun show overall and had a couple of very good matches, especially the uh, main event, which we'll talk about last. But let's kick off the uh, show with the first match. Was uh, Purple Haze, Izanagi Nudamara defeating Dan Tamura and Ruji Hichikata in 751. Uh, not much this, m- not much to this match, to be honest. Like, yeah. Izanagi getting worked over by Hichikata and Dan <laughs> before Itamara grabbed at Dan's legs while he was running the ropes, even though Itamara, like almost didn't get his legs in time because it almost made it look bad, but it worked out in the end. Uh, unfortunately, later in the match, it didn't work out. Uh, Hichikata was able to uh, finally go be- get back in after Purple Haze worked over Dan a bit, but Purple Haze double teamed him and he was able to forced to, he was forced to uh, tag back out dan had a hot little bit him and izanagi had this like really awkward reversal sequence where izanagi just kind of like fell and they went back to that same spot later and it kind of worked it still wasn't as even crisp it wasn't crisp at all but at least they made it not look as bad <laughs> but in the end izanagi had to sneak out the win and yeah decent little openers it's like that Pretty to the end kind of yeah. fucked it up a little bit yeah, I was going to say, besides, like, some of the messed up spots, yeah, it's just a pretty standard opening tag for them. Uh, next match was three-way. Uh, Alejandro defeated Atsuki Aoyagi and Francesco Akira in 702. Uh, that was a fun enough three-way. Uh, Akira and Atsuki were agreeing to work together to take out Alejandro, only to stop each other from eating the pin. Each guy going for a dive but interrupting each other. 
only for Akira to hit a plancha to the outside. Had a really good spot with Atsuki going for a moonsault, only for Alejandro to roll out of the way and for Akira to take out Atsuki while he recovered. Then Akira went for his usual backspring, but Alejandro dodged it and hit the SOS Toto for the win. I thought it was a good performance here for Alejandro, and uh, him picking up the win here I think is good news for people like me that want to see Alejandro in All Japan more. Because I'm not sure why they really mm. feel the need to give him a win if they don't want to at least have him do something with him. So we'll see. Maybe he'll uh, walk out on Saturday and challenge Shima. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. You make not- a, yeah. I was going to say, you make a good point. Like, I honestly didn't see him winning this match. I thought it'd be like Otsuki or something just because he's already in a stable. But no, Alejandro got the win. So that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead. Well, so I think it depends on... Uh, who gets to pick Shima's challengers. Like, if Shima gets a voice and who he wants to challenge mm. him, I could definitely see Shima picking Alejandro because Alejandro's on all these Strong Hearts shows, and he's pretty much on, like, majority of the shows Shima's on now, feels like. So I definitely th- think he uh, sees something in Alejandro, so I could definitely see him wanting to give a def- little quick defense for him. But let's talk about the next match. It was uh, Tajiri, Hokuto Mori, Kojidoi, and Kumarashi defeating Shuji Shikawa, Takao Mori, Black Mental Ray, and Ryuki Honda at 9.30. This was our first t- time really seeing uh, Total Eclipse all together since we didn't watch the Shinkiba show where they had the elimination tag and mm. the show after that. So, so far, uh, I'm loving this fucking faction, man. Like, uh, Total Eclipse's new music is awesome. Yeah. Sounds, as I mentioned, it kind of sounds like Castlevania shit, just like I was mentioning <laughs> with the Shuma match, but this is amazing music. They're really knocking it out of the park with this faction. I wasn't expecting much from the match itself. It was really just trying to uh, pay attention to the presentation of Eclipse and how they carried themselves since, as I mentioned, this is our first time seeing them since they fully rebranded. I definitely feel like they're bigger assholes and a bigger threat than they did. They were as Infants. Definitely. Like, since last June, Infants felt like cartoonish heels, but now with Jake at the lead and the rebrand, they feel like a big deal again. Even though they aren't really doing a whole lot different, maybe it's just they have a... It's just, just hard to do something right now because Champions Carnival's coming up, so it's kind of like, okay... But they do kind of seem a little more invigorated. Maybe it's just because the company is actually behind them now, unlike Could pretty be. much all of last year. But uh, match pretty standard stuff. But I did love uh, Doi and Chuji solo stuff in the middle of the match. I like Doi picking up the win here because it feels like he's like the clear number two guy in Eclipse. For, mm. So good to keep him, like keep building him up. And especially since he's going to be in Champions Carnival this year. And I think he's going to have a great showing. So definitely good to get him a little bit heated up since he hasn't been doing a whole lot either since coming in, other than that uh, singles match with Aoyagi was that last i forget when that was i think it was over the summer i think so something like that but either way uh dig this little group of uh clips yeah i'm definitely digging this whole vibe i guess like even though it's not super super different from infants at least right now they just like you said they feel like a much bigger deal with this whole like rebrand so very very good for these guys because it definitely felt like they needed it even though I desperately wish Tajiri wasn't in it, uh, I won't really get too far into complaints about that. But, I mean, it is what it is. We pretty much figured that he was going to shove himself into the biggest angle that they have right now. So, um, but other than that, yeah, match was fine. Um, definitely excited to see Doi and Champion Carnival coming up. So, uh, I think he's going to knock it out of the park. I think they'll all knock this out of the park with this whole rebrand. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm cautiously optimistic, but we shall see. It's a good, it's a good start, at least from what we've seen. I had to agree at one point, though. I kind of like Tajiri and the really? clubs, to be honest. Okay. Well, you're not gonna like it soon, so don't worry. Probably not. 
But one of the things that look, it's with like comparing uh, Total Eclipse to Infants. At least I'm going to compare them to Wrestle One version of Infants, not mm-hmm. Ultraman version of Infants. Gotcha. Infants had always, not always, but pretty much since the beginning. I think it was a couple months they didn't, but then like from then on. In Russell One, they kind of always had like a little like grimy old guy with them in Arkan. Uh, okay. So I kind of like that kind of consistency. I don't think that's what they're going for, but you know. Oh, it's not. Oh. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying <laughs> as presentation, I kind of like that idea. And I don't know. Tajiri's been inoffensive so far since he joined. For now. And I did love his whole part in the turn where he was just kind of like apologizing to Oyamoto. Like yeah, I loved him running around. And even like after this match, uh, Maybe it wasn't after this match. It might have been after the uh, Jake Lee match. Jake, or like the Jake Kodama and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were all doing like the Eclipse pose with Jake doing like the pointing up to the sky. Kodama was kind of just looking around not paying attention. So like Tajiri like tapped him on the shoulder and made him look up to join in everyone else. But That's because we all know Kodama has the attention span of a fly. So. Probably couldn't see with the fucking hair over his face. And that too. Yeah, his hair's long as hell. So. But uh, speaking of that match, let's get into it. Uh, next match was Total Eclipse. Jake Lee and Yusuke Kodama defeating Shutoro Oshino and Koji Wamoto in 11-26. As I mentioned, Jake Lee, Jake's new theme or Eclipse's new theme. I don't know if it's different or not. I think you mentioned it kind of seemed, sounded different to you. Yeah. I really don't know. I guess we'll, have, we'll see as we go along. I don't know if these are the same songs or not, but... Whatever this music is, it's fucking good. So that's the main thing. Yeah. But, uh, man, I just hope they don't fuck this up. Cause that's all we can really hope for right now at this point. Because they're doing everything right for the most part. And I'm just like, that makes me scared. Because they did the same thing with Infants at the beginning mm-hmm. of last summer. And then, yeah, that just went to shit. Yeah, and it's like, they're doing everything right with Jake right now. And... As you said, I'm also going to be cautiously optimistic about this. Not going to shock me when everything, everyone thinks they're LOL finally going to, yeah, pretty much. Everyone thinks they're going to finally pull the trigger on Jake, and then it's like, oh no, Kento wins again. Yeah, there you go, Kento wins. But yeah, this match is pretty good. Mm. Pretty much exactly what it needed to be because it's more of a story match more than them trying to like have go out Which there and great. have like a fucking awesome five star match or anything like that. Ashino's attacks on Kodama were fucking great. He's so good at emoting and the, what he did, like he, what he did really well, just conveying how angry he was at Kodama for betraying him. Yeah. I uh, looked it up to see when was the last time Kodama and Ashino actually faced off in a ring together, and it was back in 2017, right before uh, the formation of Enfonts, when Sego and Ashino were kind of off by themselves. Enfonts not formed yet, God. and that was when Kodama betrayed New Era to join <laughs> Ashino, and then Eclipse, or not Eclipse, when then Enfonts yeah, yeah. happened. And they've been pretty much tied up, to, tied to the hips ever since then, till Eclipse happened. Uh, maybe it's just my Infants fandom, but I kind of feel like those two kind of expressed the betrayal a little bit better than Jake and Umoto did, but they were also kind of going at it from different angles. Mm. Ashino and Kodama, it's more like angry at each other kind of thing. Well, more Ashino angry at Kodama, but Kodama is just a ball of anger, period. So. I was going to say. When he's not being silly, he's angry. That's kind of his two emotions, really. But as I mentioned, they kind of, did it a little differently since Jake was kind of just trying to beat some sense into Yamamoto, tried to convince him to join Eclipse. Just like we didn't watch the show yet, but in the preview video of this match, they showed like at the elimination um, match, Jake gave Yamamoto the chance to fix what he had done, join them and attack Ashino, but he refused to do it. And pretty much was saying like, I'll give you my He's actual answer. Um, and Corkin. Well, uh, Here's your answer. It didn't work because when they went, Jake went to shake his hand, Yamoto just judo threw to him. And then I guess Jake just got fed up and he's like, all right, well, 
I can't convince you, so I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. Like, it really felt like he was playing, like, just playing with Yomoto, not even taking him seriously. Yeah. But then once that judo throw happened, Jake was like, all right, fucker, well, you're not joining me, so I'm going to fucking kill you. And then he did, <laughs> and that was awesome. Like, definitely two different approach approaches. I loved, like, one spot in particular I wanted to point out was fucking Ashino, like, suplexing oh Kodama God. off the apron onto the floor. Like, that was that fucking... shit was so, so sick. And fucking eating him off the apron. He seems so much more refreshed i guess in the ring like i don't know there's a different energy about him now compared to before yeah i definitely can you know feel that and let's finish off this match real quick with i just want to point out that i love this vertical drop as jake's new finisher instead of like they finally jake's got him a more it, like aggressive finisher i guess than what he's been doing mm-hmm. but after the match Basically, uh, Jake said, told Emo to fuck off, said Sayonara, and that was it. And then you had Ashino and Jake getting in each other's yeah. faces. I did like that uh, Eclipse didn't get involved in this at, like, at all. They all came out, but obviously the they thing. didn't get involved. Yeah, that's such a big difference, too, which I didn't even realize. But yeah, they were all there and just didn't do anything. Yeah, like, clearly they're heels, obviously, mm-hmm. but it feels more like they're going to be dickheads and they're going to win and... Whatever it means, what it, if they win, that it's their justice is the whole thing. Jake's saying it's like the winner is justice, so he's gonna win, and he's he's justice. So I like this new direction of heels in um, all Japan, both them and Purple Haze. But I think I'll talk about, a little bit more about Purple Haze mm. when we talk about the main event. But yeah, loving everything with this new faction. Yes, ha- has me more <laughs> excited about all Japan than I was last year, that's for sure. But I think I'll talk Kai, about that yeah. in general at the end of the show once yeah. we just wrap it up. But yeah. Pretty good match. Definitely worth checking out just for the uh, storyline kind of stuff about it. I think all of the matches, even though we haven't gone back and watched any of the other stuff with Total Eclipse yet, um, I definitely think those are probably those are probably all worth going back and watching just for the angle stuff alone and to see um, like the character work and how everyone's changing and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely heard the elimination match is fucking great. I need to watch it. But it's, thir- it's 30 minutes, so it's kind of a little like, oh off on it, but... I'm going to watch it eventually. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. That's my take on it, too. But let's continue on with the show. Uh, next match was the semi-main event. Uh, Yoshitatsu and Osamu Nishimura <laughs> defeating Evolution, Suwama, and Hikaru Sato in 1418. Uh, i got to give Yoshitatsu credit for having, like, the most fire pro-ass team all, every, like, every show, every pretty much. Time. Uh, this team teamed up with Osamu Nishimura. And, man, it's like I'm about to just... I'm about to fight for the Triple Crown Champion, so I just know how I know who exactly to bring, and it's Nishimura. But and he seems to be like dropping all of his shit, trying to be more of a classical wrestler ahead of his title challenge, which I guess is a good thing since it's, he's like changed shit up a little bit. But yeah, this was is it uh, a good thing though. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but uh, this is pretty dull. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really take any notes on it because I just kind of got bored. Uh, sooner we get this title match out of the way and the Champions Carnival going, the better. You have anything to say? It pretty much same. I was just pretty bored, to be honest. I didn't really take much because I was just waiting for it to end. <laughs> but let's talk about the main event. I thought this was a really, really good, strong match. Uh, for the Old Japan Tag Team Titles, uh, Next Dream, Kento Miyahara, and Yuma Aoyagi defeated Purple Haze, Zeus and Shika here, Irie by ref stoppage in 2130. I'm um, really loving this Next Dream team with Yuma definitely being the star of the team. He's just so good right now, pretty much. Always being the face in peril in these matches, but at the same time, he's the one tipping the scales for the team most of the time to set up the win. In this case, picking up the win for his team. All Japan's been doing right by their like youngsters lately, which is Shocking. weird to see. <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't like it. I like it, but I'm like, mm. 
It's like Jake, as we mentioned before, he's they're doing everything right with him. But also, I think even Yuma is starting to feel elevated now with this triple crown challenge against Huama and then just this team in general. So uh, hopefully they continue with this because, say, Jake does win Champions Carnival and the Triple Crown later this year. I could definitely see Yuma getting a, another title it. shot oh my later this year. That'd be great. Especially as a heater match for the inevitable Kento challenge because you know if Jake wins, they're going to do they're gonna run him in Kento. <sighs> but yeah, Yuma was the man in this working off Purple Haze with Kento doing some pretty good hot tags as well. But he didn't really feel that important to the match, honestly. Like I was more focused on Yuma, I guess. But then you have uh, Purple Haze, which have been like one of the highlights of the undercard in all Japan ever since they like toned down all the bullshit they were doing last year. Them just being straight ass kickers instead of boring mid card heels is a massive improvement for them. Which the fact that they have Total Eclipse allows them to do that because now we have the clear heel unit in all yeah. Japan. So now Purple Haze can be kind of tweeners a bit. Like they still cheat from time to time, but it's not as bad, like you said. They're not really being like cartoonish heels. Like. One of the whole themes of the fucking uh, No People era, especially the TV and stuff, was like the music plays and you're like, oh, where are they running in from now this time? Because they always attack people before the fucking (laughs) matches. So now they can just be like straight up wrestlers, kick people's asses. Like, kind of feels like how uh, Suzuki Gun now in All Japan, not All Japan, in New Japan, are kind of like more tweeners than heels lately. And Purple Haze kind of feels similar to them. But uh, yeah, they're uh, probably my number two faction in All Japan right now, just behind Eclipse. And match pretty good throughout, but the back half of the match just took this from like a good match to just uh just sort of a great match because man, the final sequence of this was just so fucking great. And I want to see Zeus and Yuma in Champions Carnival match as soon as possible. That that those two together, especially the final sequences, was some awesome stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say you pretty much um hit the nail on everything. A uh, really good match. Yuma's just been looking incredible. I think he's been having a really good run since, like, the start of late last year. Yeah, basically ever since Real World yeah. Tag once he teamed back yeah, up with Yeah, once they uh, Kento, teamed back up, yeah. Which, you'd think that would be, that would hurt him, because it's like, oh, yeah, you're it's like, up oh, with Kento, Golden Eye. Yeah, it's like the Golden Boy, and you would think that he would be taking the back seat. No. I think he's working even harder. Yeah, I think he's the star of the team, like I mentioned yeah. at the start. And I think, I know everyone thought he was going to get a big, strong push once he turned on Kento, turned heel, mm. attacked, like, challenged him earlier back in 2020. But I think them turning him back face and him teaming up with Kento again has really reinvigorated him. And I'm definitely really excited for his Champions Carnival this year. I think he's going to have a lot of pretty great matches. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see his Champion Carnival run this year, too. Um, But, yeah, like, I actually didn't really think about all that Purple Haze stuff that you brought up. But, yeah, they're definitely a- – much easier to watch, I think, now. But I've always liked Zeus, and now, you know, Irie is more of a, I guess, quote-unquote, regular. So it's always good to see him, because I think he always does well in whatever matches that they put him in here. So it was just a recipe for having a really good match. And uh, overall, I think um, I think it's kind of the theme of a lot of this, this stuff is just I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic about All Japan right now. If you were someone like us who didn't love the back half of All Japan last year, I definitely think it's you. It's a good time to give them a second chance. I think they're kind of firing off and on cylinders. I don't think they like fixed everything entirely, but there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Like Total Eclipse, that's awesome. Like I mean, definitely it seems like they're finally going with Jake. Hopefully they do, but for now, uh, I'm really enjoying this. Turn for him, or turn for Jake, turn for Enfonts. The next dream tag title run is very good so far. Yuma's seems to be being elevated. 
Purple Haze are, as I mentioned, they're not as gimmick heel bullshit anymore. Like when I start when we were watching, like when they first debuted back in, I think it was like late 2019, mostly like early 2020, they were just full on bullshit heels. And I, I, everyone groaned when they came out most of the time, but now they kind of seem like more straight guys. And I don't know. I think it's a good time to hop back into all Japan. If you gave up on them last year, like many people did. And plus James Carnival is right around the corner. So James Carnival is always a great time to catch up in all Japan. I'm, I'm definitely excited for the first uh, real big tournament of the year. But let's finish off this show with the last show we're going to talk about, which is Noah's Great Voyage 2021 in Fukuoka from March 14th. Probably not going to say a whole lot about the undercard of the show. Much like the last Noah show we reviewed last week, it's pretty much a two-match show, so the undercard yeah. wasn't a whole lot to talk about, really. But let's knock that out real quick and talk about the uh, real matches that are worth talking about on this show, the title matches. Uh, first match was uh, Hajime Ohara, Yohei, and Shuhei Tanaguchi defeating Kenya Okada, Yasutaki Yano, and Yoshiki Inamura in 11:42. I don't think I'm ever gonna get used to Funky Shuhei, like, but that's I don't know the fine opener. I loved Yano just the yelling at them at the start until they let him start the match. Inamura was really impressive. Okada looked good too, and I they really just need to do something with him already. Like I don't know, I don't know what, but. I think it's time for them to finally do mm. anything with Okada, really. I'll say, yeah. But I think we mentioned that last week, too. But... We, uh, we'll probably mention this, like, all the fucking time, but, yeah. That's, like, really my main thing here. Well, any match that he's in, I'm just like, can we just move him up and have him do something just because I'm tired of seeing him, like, working these lower things? I just want him to do something. But overall, it's a pretty solid opener, like, nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's your standard Noah opener, so... Uh, next match was Hayata defeating Junta Miyaki in 9.56, and yeah, this is fine. I like Junta attacking him before the bell and taking control early, but I don't know, this just wasn't really all that exciting, especially once Hayata took the lead back. Ugh. I don't know why it went nearly 10 as a way, like, like I know why it did, like, just as a way to uh, keep Junta credible ahead of their title match that's coming this weekend, but I don't know, just viewing it from the perspective of a viewer, I, I wish they had just... Only gone five if Junta was going to lose anyway. Yeah. It's like, this really didn't need to go ten. I was sitting there like, oh my god, this is, yeah. I, I wish Junta had a little bit, I guess, got a little bit more here. Because I don't think Hyda's really the guy you want to have try to be in control of the match. Not saying he's, like, terrible or anything. He's not. But it's just, it, it just didn't really come off really all that convincing and really that great at all but wasn't this the match that Ogawa was supposed to be in or was that the tag match I do you remember i think was there were you supposed to have the tag title match this time no that's next week so okay I, so i actually don't know i don't remember i think it was it supposed to be ogawa the, yeah. in this match i think it's supposed to be ogawa versus junta i can't remember off the top of my head but ogawa had to get pulled because he had a fever or something i think he said yeah he had a fever but i don't think he came back with um covid or anything he just mm. had the fever but uh, next match was uh, Mohamed Yone and Akitoshi Saito, or, or Yone defeating Akitoshi Saito in 8.58. Uh, probably going to be a skip for most people. I really don't have uh, any strong opinion on it myself. It kind of just happened. At least it didn't feel as aggressively long as the Hyda match did, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just there, really. I was going to say, you could pretty much just look at the names and decide for yourself if you really want to check it out. It, it, it was a match, I guess. Uh, next match, 
uh, Stinger, Haida, and Yuya Susumu defeated Daisuke Harada and Kai Fujimura in 1306. And uh, just what I'm sure everyone wanted it was a double dose of Haida on this show. Uh, cool to see my boy Kai uh, a little higher up on the card, getting some shine. I thought he and Harada actually worked pretty well to- together as a team. But I still don't love Susumu and Noah and Hayata's Hayata. I enjoyed him a little bit more in this compared to the singles match earlier. But it's just a struggle to get through these stringer matches because the only guy in the group I particularly care that much about is Ogawa. And since he was yeah. absent from the show entirely, I don't know, this is hard for me to care. No, it's it's definitely really hard to care because Ogawa is the backbone of Stinger. And so when he's missing, a huge part of any kind of good match quality is missing too. So, yeah, like Susumu hasn't necessarily been bad or anything. He just hasn't really like connected with any other, you know, like wrestler, wrestler match, whatever. Um, Hayata is Hayata. And he just wrestled earlier in the night, so I mean, I don't know. Like you said, at least Kai got to move up a little bit, but <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty much about it. Yeah, sad. I was gonna last, but I guess they no, gave him a little not. bit of something. <laughs> let's see. Next match was uh, Congo, How, oh, Keno, and Neo versus Sigura Gun, Kazuki Fujita, mm-hmm. Kendo Kashin, and Osara Rongai. Let's see. Uh, I guess it was two matches, technically. The first ended with a without a winner as a double countout in 8-16, and then they restarted the match. And this time, Sugira Gun defeated Kongo in 5-45. And first part of the match, uh, I guess they're just going to do this stare shit in every Fujita match now, aren't they? Yes, and I love it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not going to complain. It's funny as hell. And especially doing it in some random multi-man match. I love That's that. That's what cracked me up. I was like, this match means nothing. Unfortunately, this, this stare down didn't last 30 minutes on, like, the first Damn, time. Damn, it should have. But this match... Turned into a big brawl, leading to the double countout with Kendo Kashin failing to get in after I think he was brawling with uh, Keno. Keno, yeah, because Keno was back there too, so. But the dumbass went backstage and was like grabbing a chair, and that's probably why it took so long for him I'm to. I'm like, idiot. But as mentioned, they restarted the match. Uh, How and Neo did this like train of elbows on Kendo Kashin, but then got destroyed by Fujita because two idiots thought they could take him by the, just each other. It is, that's not I literally work. yelled and was like, don't even think about it. Oh, never mind, they did it. Okay. But, uh,. Kendokashi was holding back Keno with like this plexiglass or whatever it was, so he couldn't save How Neo, which was great. And we got to look at the future with Vegeta wearing the national title on his shoulder. And apparently, I think it was like, was it during this little promo thing where Vegeta said he wanted Keno to change his name if he loses, or was that backstage? I can't really remember. Um, it might have been backstage because I don't remember them doing any um promo after the match. Yeah, I think it was pretty much just uh. Keno grabbing the belt off Fujita's shoulder yeah. and yelling at him. <laughs> like he always does, yells. So, But yeah, get ready, get prepared for that look because I definitely think Fujita's winning the belt this weekend. Or this weekend. It's like my thing is, if he does, who the fuck is going to beat him? Nobody. <laughs> He's going to fucking retire that belt because no one's beating him. Y'all mad about Mudo? Have, you have one old man having the main belt. Now you're going to have two old men that with belts. Shit, they're going to be more mad about Fujita. Well, some people will be more mad about Fujita because, yeah, some people, yeah. Well, hopefully this leads to a uh, certain somebody taking over Congo. I hope. That's, that's the one thing I'm hoping for. That's why I want him. That's why I want him to lose, even though I love Keno. But it's got to happen. Sorry. But let's see. Let's talk about the next match. Was for the GHC Junior Heavyweight title. Atsushi Kotoge defeated Seki Yoshioka in 2002. I don't love them taking the belt off Seki with zero defenses under his belt, but I don't know. It is what it is. I think just putting the belt on him set him up as a guy in the division at least. 
but I kind of figured you'd want to give him at least a, one defense, maybe two, before you take it off him. Yeah. Like, I don't really get the point of belting up Kotega right now either, but I'm probably putting more thought into this than Osawa did, so I'm not going to really worry <laughs> about the booking. Say. I do kind of like what at least what they're kind of, that you're kind of setting up, that Kotoge is like Seiki's weakness. One of the guys in the company that Seiki just can't beat after, you know, they'll pull the full throttle, who's the leader bullshit, and Seiki couldn't beat him there, and stuff like that. But... If I'd been watching this live, I probably would have thought Seiki was going to win because he was mm. really super dominant in this match, especially at the start, and like either reversing or dodging a lot of Katogi's big moves. Then around the 10-minute mark, Katogi just started to just started trying to kill both of them, like pulling Seiki out of the ring with his legs head first, and then uh, hit this dive on the outside that just looked nasty. Then later hit this drop kick off the top rope onto Seiki on the apron. Uh, no idea how Katogi was able to land safely for that, really, but he did somehow. I think they uh, picked up the pace, and like if they had, like, what am I trying to say? I think they could have picked up the pace in some of the places and shaved some time off, and it would have been a bit of a better match, but kind of just nitpicking really. I thought it was a really good match, and like I said, uh, really surprised Kotegi got the win here. Felt like Seiki's match to win, but unfortunately for him, he did not. But yeah, like I said, really good, maybe great match. I'm undecided really if I want to call it a great mm-hmm. match, but I definitely really enjoyed it, so I definitely think it's worth checking out. Yeah, I. I have pretty conflicting feelings about like just just the ending, I guess, and the victor and loser. I'm really sad that Seiki lost already. It's just kind of like, all right. But like you said, I guess I shouldn't really be thinking so much into it just because it's Nosawa and Nosawa's going to do Nosawa things, and this was one of those things. Especially with the junior division. <laughs> yeah, because we all know the junior division is just whatever the fuck it is half the time, but... It's like, I'm happy for Katoge, too, just because he hasn't had a fucking, I guess, singles bell run in a while. So I'm like, yay, that's cool. But it's just overall, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're going to keep doing next. I guess Katoge's going to hold it for, quote unquote, a while. We don't know how much a while is, since that always switches up. But hey, at least the match was good. So I can't really complain about it from an in-ring point. It's just... Some of the booking decisions just get a little frustrating, especially with this division. Yeah, it's like full throttles back to having nothing again. Yep. Con- well, people have speculated that they might go for, like, the tag titles, and I'm like, mm, okay. They could, I guess. They could, because it's like, have they really? Well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it is not too long ago. Yeah. And then you got, um, it's like, with the juniors and Noah, it's like a lot of them don't have anything to going on. Like, Congo is still doing no- nothing. They've pretty much done nothing for a little while now. Stinger has the tag belts. Now, Mona Station has the junior title, but and they're challenging for the tag titles. And then Tagira Gun juniors are just doing whatever. I don't know what they're doing anymore, and I don't know. Weird division, really. I, I like everyone in it. It's just weird booking, really, in my, in my opinion, anyway. But let's talk about the semi-main event, which was a special eight-man tag match. Go Shizaki and Kotaro Suzuki, Naomichi Marfuji, and Takashi Sugira defeated Kongo, Katsuko Nagajima, Manobu Soya, and Masakita Miya, and Tadasuke in 29-42. That was a good match. Uh, I don't really need to see these multi-man matches go this damn long, though. Like, if it's going to be, unless it's going to be, like, some stellar match, I don't see the point in it. Especially one like this, where this, it's really just one of those get-everyone-on-the-card kind of matches. Because none of these guys are even feuding, so, I don't know. Probably my own fault for not watching this live, but I was kind of just hard for me to care about this, even if there was some good stuff involved in it. Yeah. Like, at least we got to see uh, Go and Nakajima go at it one last time before Go takes as much needed time off, but that's really, like, my only t- 
take away from the match. Like it was just nice to see those two face off again, and it was kind of interesting that Marufuji picked up the win. I wasn't expecting that, but I, I am kind of expecting Marufuji and uh, Masato Tanaka to challenge for the tag titles sometime down the road. So unfortunately for Kitamiya, he is going to have to face some old man eventually. But we'll see. But yeah, <laughs> this match is fine. Not, I don't think there's anything blow away. Yeah, I was going to say, um, match itself was fine. I definitely think I enjoyed at least, like, the Nakajima and Shizaki portions of it the most, obviously, because, you know, my axis crumbs are still somewhat there. But, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I get so tired of these going, like, half an hour. I'm like, this should not be going close to your main event time. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, my God, it's just too much. It's just too much. Like, I know you want to get these other guys who aren't really doing anything but are still your big stars doing something, but, yeah, it's just it's, it's kind of hard to really care, like you said. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, the other thing just sucks that it goes last match for a while. So, yay. Woo. Well, it's like, I think they should at least use this match to, like, set up something, but they didn't. Uh, they Not at all. Like, if you're going to have Marfuji win, have him pin, like... That's why I was like. Well, I don't know if you want to pin Nakajima, but you're not going to no. pin Kitamiya because obviously it what happens after the main event. But that's probably why they didn't do it because one half of the tag champions is about to be busy. So they yeah. probably didn't want to set up a tag title match. But yeah, I don't know. At least if you're going to spend all this time on this, at least do something with it. And but... That's why I was surprised when they did Soya or when he pinned Soya, but then I was like, oh, yeah, Kitamiya is the. Yeah, so. But we'll see. But let's get into the main event for the GC heavyweight title. Keiji Muto defeated Kaito Kimiya in 32-07. Pro Wrestling Love dominates and Noah continues. Uh, as expected and much to many people's dismay, uh, Keiji Muto retained the GHC title here. Wasn't Kaito's time. Won't be Kitamiya's time. The next defense. But I really don't have a clear idea on who is actually going to beat Muto for the belt right now. Like, I think the earliest he's going to lose it is that big cyber agent show. Our super show is going to happen this summer. But if that's when it's going to be, I think it'd be a little bit too early to run back Kaito again, in my opinion. I think this was too early to run back Kaito, this honestly. This too early. But you could do that, I guess. I, but I think you'd better off be you'd be better off saving Kaito for like some DT crossover match for that show, like a singles match against like Takashita or somebody. But uh, goes off the board now, obviously, so can't mm. be him. Only off chance that Mudo does keep the belt until Go is back. I can see Go beating him for the title, or at least get another title shot. So it didn't seem like they were finished with each other yet. No. If Mudo is going to drop it this summer, I guess, my guess it would be Nakajima if he isn't defending the tax traps or uh, some older guy, which honestly, I'm, it's probably more likely to be honest. But if I'm going to think of a young guy that is going to beat Mudo for the title right now, my bet, my money would be on Nakajima, especially if Keno gets kicked out of Congo and Nakajima takes over. But hey, we'll see either way. But I think people just need to strap in for this Mudo rain or take a break from Noah because this ain't ending anytime soon. Yep. But at the le- at the very least, at the start of this, they are trying to pair him off with like young guys to try and help him walk like walk him through a match. I think Kaito did his best here, and but I preferred their first singles match more, like, definitely a lot more to be honest. Like this one was just like Headlock City, a lot of mat wrestling, and was pretty much up to Kaito to try and make things interesting in the rest of the time. Mudo played all the hits, as you'd expect from him. He didn't have any botches like the tag match on the previous big show, but he pretty much hit his moves and then get gassed almost immediately, leading to like more headlock rest periods. 
it got more interesting by the end of it, but by like the 25 minute mark, or after 25 minutes of headlocks, it kind of just killed my interest in the match, and no amount of Mudo hitting the Shining Wizard after time, like one after another after another was going to really fix that. But even with like Kaito survive, surviving like five Shining Wizards, I didn't love him tapping out to just an arm lock. I think that was that kind of made Kaito look a little weak, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, this reign is going to be uh, definitely a big decline from Ghost Title Reign, obviously. Yep. But I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to kill the company or anything. It's not going to kill it. It just hurts it compared to last year. Mm-hmm. And badly. It's just going to be up to the roster to try and help carry him along through matches. So uh, good luck, to Mia. You're going to need it. Yeah. But yeah, did Head not love his this ass. Match. <laughs> At least like how they set up the match, I really enjoyed that. Like with him basically mm-hmm. killing Mudo, but after Mudo ignored him entirely. <laughs> but yeah, did not love this match. Uh, what do you think? It was boring as fuck. I was falling asleep within like ten minutes because all it was was Headlock City. I'm sorry, Kaito. You don't deserve that shit. Not at all. Yeah, I was telling her this had like more headlocks than a Randy Orton match. Yeah, <laughs> man. Now you know that says something because his fucking matches are literally like headlock country, not even city. It's just the whole country. But so I, <laughs> sidebar, but how many headlocks are going to be in Alexa in Alexa versus Randy? <laughs> I can't believe they're fucking doing that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to digress this a little bit, but what the fuck is Dominic doing? They really don't know because it's like it's fast lane coming up, so they just kind of like, okay, we have to throw something out, so fuck it, we're just gonna do some crazy ass shit. Woo! Well, they obviously this is set up Randy and the Fiend for Mania. Great. But th- them doing like Alexa versus Randy in a match at fast lane is a-, a choice. This shows you how much we really cared about this match anyway, because we're ending up talking about WWE. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's my problem for bringing up Randy Orton, but I still think uh, there is value to. Mudo as champ, but it's definitely no. gonna. It's gonna. It's obviously dropping the quality of matches like a rock. I think I still think the Go title match is pretty great, or not great, but like good. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but this is definitely a downgrade from that. This is a big drop. If you thought that was good, we'll see how Kitamiya does. I think it has potential. Honestly, I think it'll probably be better than this. Shit out of him. That's all I care about. That, that's probably what's gonna happen. Honestly, I think good. I think he's gonna have a lot of like big spots. Like basically, it's gonna be him. Dropping Mudo as many times as he can. Hopefully it's quicker, which I think is probably Period. gonna be the case. Because it probably will because it's I don't wanna say it's key to Mia, but Key to Mia's a mid yeah. harder. Him losing to Mudo is not gonna hurt anything. Mm-mm. If you think that's gonna diminish the tag titles, I think not you're fucking at crazy. All. No but god. Yeah, key to Mia can't be hurt, really. Like yeah. so him losing to Mudo He'll isn't gonna fine. be bad. Even if it's like a quick like I'd say the best It should be like twenty if they wanna do that. They shouldn't even go twenty. I'd say probably like between like eight uh, 18, 20, something like around that range. That way. God. But we'll see. But everybody strap in because Mudo is going to be. Uh, Just skip these GHC. matches. So there you go. Yeah, I'll say if you're definitely not, if you're not enjoying it, don't Me. watch it. So, I mean, we're going to be talking about it anyway, I guess. But, well, I'll um, be saying the same thing. So <laughs> prepare. But uh, that's it for the no show. Uh, I don't think there's anything really must see other than maybe the junior title match. I'd definitely, yeah. I'd definitely recommend checking it out. But. I don't. I can't decide. I really can't decide if that was a great match or just really I'm good. I'm sticking honestly. with good. It's borderline great, but there were some things I didn't like about yeah. it, and then I think if I think it was a little bit too long too. Yeah, but I mean that's always the case. With fucking junior shit half the time. So, mm-hmm. but that is it for our show. Uh, let's get let's give our matches of the week here. Uh, oh, I think we obviously know what number. Yeah, one number is. one is going to be uh, Yuki Ueno versus Yusuke Okada from DT March fourteenth. Two. Uh, my number two. Uh, Mm-hmm. I'd probably go the next stream match. Mm-hmm. Uh, next stream defending the tag titles against Purple Haze from All Japan March 14th. 
and uh, not the better match, but the match I'm what's most interested in is the Total Eclipse, uh, Jake yeah. Lee and Kodama I'd, versus Shoto Yoshino and Yomoto. those two for me. But uh, it's, I think the only must-see match from it all these shows we watched was Yuki Oeno yeah. versus Yuki Okada, which one of the best matches I've seen this year, so definitely check it out. Yep. Def- I think it's my be- my favorite UT match so far this oh, year. Oh, by far. I th- there's, yeah. I think it's pretty much between this and that Eruption tag title yeah. match. I was going to say, it's literally those two, and I think um, that singles match edges it out a little bit. And, like, the only match, like, especially singles matches that are really comparable to that that I've watched any time like, the past month or so, is definitely uh, Shin Skywalker versus Kaito Ishida yes. for the uh, Dragon Gate, Dream Gate title. It's... I think I, if I, don't, I do ratings for my own bullshit, I'm not I'm not saying them on here. But I gave both of these the same rating. Same. I but I like them <laughs> for two different reasons. Like if I had to pick one, I, I was talking to her about this when the, the show happened. I was like, which one do I really prefer out of the two? Depend. It actually depends on my mood. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's a really weird thing to say, but it's like there'd probably be a time where I'm more likely to watch one or the other. Yeah, because they're, they're completely different. Two, yeah. Two different styles. It's two different style styles, styles, so. Which but, I was really surprised at Ueno and Okada, but it worked out. But that's it for this week. We'll drop any other match recommendations in the footnotes. Check them out if you want to look for something else to watch. But that is it. Uh, next week, our main topics will likely be the New Japan Cup finals, maybe the semifinals. Definitely going to talk about the All Japan show, which has uh, Yoshisatsu versus uh, Swan for the Triple Crown, and the Noah show with Fujita and Keno. So check out those and come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Taking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPR underscore. But that's it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.